Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, I'm Ariana Maddox, reality TV star, author, mixologist, and major daydreamer. My show, Earth to Ariana, is where we can all get lost in conversation together. Whether it's the weird things we fangirl over or our trauma and triumphs, we all have a story to tell, including you. We really are all connected, and I can't wait to explore these conversations with you. Every week, we will be putting on our comfiest PJs, circling up with a cocktail, and chatting with fans and friends alike. We might even get a little too comfortable. Check out Earth to Ariana anywhere you listen to podcasts. We release new episodes every week. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Okay, there have been so many isms that have come out of TikTok and also just like Gen Z culture recently. But one of my favorites is main character energy. Like just this is the main character. You're the main character. It's giving main character. For anyone unfamiliar with what that means, essentially, just think about like doing something in your life where you feel like you're the main character of a movie in that moment. We all have those main character moments. And today's guest, Delaney Rowe, is someone who really brings this concept to life in her TikToks and hilarious comedy bits on social media. She's amassed over 51 million likes. Her hilarious videos poke fun at like annoying cliches, rom-coms, social do's and don'ts. And it's truly some of the most relatable content I'd say on the internet today. I was so excited to interview Delaney because 
She is an aspiring actress. I have so much respect for people in the entertainment world and was so eager to hear about what that journey has been like for her. You know, the ups and downs of trying to make it, social anxiety in Hollywood, at parties and auditions, and also just picking her brain about these various nuances that we all experience in the relationships we have with friends, ourselves, and loved ones. I loved this conversation. You guys are going to love Delaney too. She is thought-provoking, hilarious, and so comforting. You can check Delaney out on TikTok at Delaney Rowe says hello. She just hit a million followers. Congrats, girl. So hyped for you. We're going to get right to this convo. But before we do, hey, Katie, what's up, girl? Katie left a five-star review saying, honest, real, and easy to listen to. I've become a huge proponent of Vic and her work between RealPod, The Hidden Opponent, her Instagram posts. All the realness content is one of my favorite things on social media today. Major chills on the most recent episode with a story about the patient describing what they see outside the window. Yes, Katie, isn't that such a chilling story? Katie's referring to my episode with Dr. T called The Mental Health Conversation People Don't Want to Have. It is such a good one. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely do. Katie, thank you so much for the rating and the five stars. It really means the world for me to hear your feedback and know you're enjoying the show. And also it really helps us out to get those ratings in. So thank you, thank you, and enjoy today's episode. If you want to be the shout out on next week's episode, be sure to rate and review wherever you listen. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with aspiring actress, TikTok sensation, and comedic genius, Delaney Rowe. Delaney, thanks for coming on the show. I mean, I love a love a Trojan family member, a fellow <laughs> USC alum, which I did not know about you until we met. Fight on. Um, are we allowed to use curse words on the yes, podcast? Yes, you can do anything you want. I was going to say fight the fuck on. Yeah. Um, FTFO, baby. FTFO. <laughs> oh, man. No, I actually, yes, when we met, I, I was a few cocktails in. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you reminded me of that. Wait, but something that also about this night that I love. And this is totally how I am too. You were by yourself, whether it was like you went alone or your friends had left and you were like, I'm just vibing. Like, I think it's so powerful to be able to be alone in social situations, have the confidence to navigate it by yourself, talk to whoever, meet new people. I'm the same way. Yeah. I was alone and I came alone and I, I think I feel very comfortable going to something alone where I know there's going to be food and drinks because that occupies a lot of, you know, like standing around time because you can be eating or drinking. And I don't know. I really love dining alone. Do you ever just go out to a restaurant oh. in L.A. and do like a solo dinner? I do that a lot. And that actually I have not fine dined myself, but I love eating alone. And literally yesterday I had salad alone, daytime, midday and like a lunch courtyard. I just love watching people. That's really cute. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I make a note to not be on my phone while I'm doing it as well. Like I'll sit at the bar and I'll really just like watch the bartender and like see how he's like making drinks and things like that. And it's also a great way to get free drinks. (laughs) So is this where you get your your great main character understandings from? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm just sort of like I'm living my life that way. Yes. But also I love I love those movies that um, I make fun of, like that sort of the coming of age, Mm -hmm. things like that, which is like pinnacle, weird on the nose main character writing. I really like those. So that's kind of maybe where I'm drawing inspo. And you're so good at it. Obviously, you 
studied, you said acting, correct? I did. So ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a lot in the way that you just said I did. Tell us more. It's not even that studying acting that I have a strong opinion about. I loved the BFA program at USC. I loved it. It was like playing with my best friends every day. It was it was like camp. It was amazing. I never missed one class. In general, though, my my experience with like going to college, right? Like I would, I never made it to like a GE or anything like that. Like I, I was such a sloppy student on that end that it, it ultimately like did feel a little bit like a waste of time. I was like, I probably didn't need to do this for what I was looking for. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I do like, I don't have a strong opinion, I think, on whether or not like my kids one day don't want to go to college if that's their plan, then I'm kind of good with that after experiencing it myself. Like, I don't really feel like I experienced anything profound in my uni- university experience. I, right. like, my parents are going to kill the, me. At but... the academic level, correct? That's obviously socially, saying. I feel like there's so much. I mean, if I'm looking at what I got from USC, it was connections. Literally. The yeah. people that I met, the way that they influenced me, the access I had to whether it was Olympians, insane psychologists who are all connected to USC somehow, come visit a class. Like that, I think to me, is the number one thing I got from that school was yeah. the network. I, you know, as you're saying that, I'm realizing maybe the problem is me because <laughs> I didn't I didn't have anything like that. I didn't really take advantage of the school in that way. I was so just set on being an actress, right? So I was like really into my acting classes and then everything else. Like I didn't go to football games. I wasn't in the Greek system and... There's a part of me that always was like, maybe you just should have started like, you know, auditioning and trying to do what you're doing now when you were 18. Well, it's like when people go major in entrepreneurship, like, mm, yeah, just like start doing. You can't really study entrepreneurship. You got to like just do it, you know? Yes. So did you always want to be an actor? Like when you were a young age? Also, is it actress or actor? Didn't they drop the actress and it's now just everyone's an actor? It's so glamorous. It is. Okay. Don't you think? Yeah, let's stick with it. All right. Did you always want to be an actress? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what was the movie or the the person? You know, it was Lindsay Lohan in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Are you kidding me? You were born to play that role, though. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What did you study? Journalism. Oh my. Okay. Well, that's why you loved USC. You had you like that's an amazing school. Right. My friend Azade was a journalism major, and she loved it. I did love it, and it is perfect for journalism, but it was a lot to balance with. I played volleyball at SC, too. So You did? Yes. That's amazing. Thanks, babe. And I just love that I'm at a place now in my career and my life where people don't know that because I felt like I was pigeonholed as a volleyball player for such a long time. It was actually in 2020 when I got on TikTok that I had to strategize, how do I evolve to be more than this? Because not only... Am I more than that? Like in real life, you know, we have an identity tied to acting or to sports. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at a place where yeah, people are like, you played college sports. And I'm, and I'm like, kind of like, yeah, like, please know that about me because it's pretty badass. <laughs> it is badass. What was that like? Like, what is that? What did that do for your like sense of identity? Like being somebody who was like playing sports in college and you're like most prime coming of age. You know, it was awesome. And there's so many pros. I I tend to really harp on the cons because I had a really severe like mental health crisis just because of the pressure being insane and not feeling like I had any time to breathe. I I didn't feel like I could come up for air and I didn't feel like I 
could make mistakes or could fail. Like everything had to be perfect, you know, winning games, your stats, your schoolwork, your this, like, so I definitely felt a lot of pressure and I struggled with my mental health a lot in college. Are you competitive? Yes. Okay. But I want to say I'm a healthy competitor. I'm not like going to poison your brownies so you can't compete like with me. We're not. No like Tanya Harding vibes. No, but I am competitive (laughs) where like I have this thing in me where I I just do want to be the best. And it's unhealthy to the point where even when I have done a whole 360 to do stuff now where I'm talking about mental health and being compassionate and my past eating disorder. I'm like, mm. well, I want to be the best at advocating for mental health. Wow. Yeah. But you know that about yourself, which is really impressive. Oh, yeah. Lots of therapy. Yeah. Okay. Have That's, you done that? Yes. I did therapy in high school and I did it in college. Right now, I'm sort of in the market for a new therapist. <laughs> I just found a new one. Did you? Yes. I can maybe hook you up. Because I'm, I'm really looking for somebody who has like experience dealing with people in our line of work. Because yeah. it's a very specific set of neuroses and problems that you develop, I think, being on the internet and having that be your job every single day. Yes. Well, so I want to talk to you about this because we're just talking about my sports career. However, people don't appreciate the way that acting and the cinematic world and the things that have to align for someone to make it, to get up, get the audition, to get the part, for the show to be picked up, for the movie to do well. I mean, and I know we have a mutual friend in Perry Matfeld. You had met her at USC. Yes. So I've had lots of conversations with Perry about the way that whether it's like a performance anxiety or a mental funk, like how have you navigated that and dealt with the pressure of like, I want to make it? You know, it's a pretty healthy dose of delusion, I would say. I think everybody who goes into the industry acting is the only one I have experience in. You have to be a little delusional. You have to be like, I'm gonna make it. (laughs) You have to have a little bit of that energy or else it's too, I would say, daunting to get up and do it every day if you are focusing on how rare it is that somebody actually makes it in in this city, in this career. So I think it's that. You know, and and then reinforcement from people who work with me, like my team. I have an amazing, amazing team of people who work with me. And they know what I need, which is a lot of reinforcement. Some may call it validation and they give it to me. (laughs) Yeah, because it's easy to just convince yourself, I'm a piece of shit. I'm not getting these interviews. I'm not getting these parts. Like, maybe I suck, I suck, I suck. And you need someone to say, no, it's just wrong, wrong opportunity or it's the next door. So something I just learned recently is that the vitamins and probiotics in pre-mixed drinks and kombuchas actually deteriorate over time, right? Like I had no idea. Well, our newest sponsor, Karma Water, stores the probiotics, vitamins, and antioxidants in a patent protective push cap that infuses the ingredients just seconds before drinking, basically ensuring that all nutrients are delivered at peak potency to deliver the greatest health benefits to you. You literally just peel, push, and shake. Max and I just got a giant box of Karma water and we're having so much fun with it. Not only is it delicious and there's tons of flavors, but Karma water is vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, lactose-free. So whether you have allergies or certain dietary restrictions, Karma is a wellness water that contains 110% of seven essential vitamins, plus nourishing antioxidants and adaptogens, which help the body adapt to mental and physical stress and reduce fatigue. And it delivers 10 times more probiotic cultures than yogurt to aid in digestion and boost immunity. 
The brand currently has two lines, Karma Probiotic Water and Karma Wellness Water, which are each formulated to deliver distinct wellness benefits in a variety of natural and tropical flavors. Karma Water is also coming out with a CBD line later this year. I'm so intrigued. We'll definitely have to try that. But in the meantime, check out their Karma Probiotic Water and Karma Wellness Water, which is distributed nationally and available on Amazon. So for more information, visit drinkkarma.com. That's drinkkarma, D-R-I-N-K-K-A-R-M-A, drinkkarma.com to try Karma Water today. Okay, you know when you go ham on Black Friday, but then all of a sudden it's summer and you're like, wait, that puffer jacket that I snagged during Black Friday last year is cute, but it just doesn't keep me cool this summer. Well, luckily, Macy's is bringing Black Friday to July too. They've got the very best deals on summer essentials like swimsuits, cover-ups, and totes to get you head to toe ready for the beach. They also have barely there makeup essentials, barbecue musts like patio furniture and grills, and so much more. I'm talking sunglasses, makeup, jewelry, dresses, tops, button downs. Head over to Macy's.com from July 6th to July 11th to score great deals during Black Friday in July and get 25% off when you use your Macy's card or promo code JULY. Love that for us. Head over to Macy's.com once again from July 6th to July 11th to score great deals during Black Friday in July. You get 25% off when you use your Macy's card or promo code JULY. And don't forget to head to Macy's.com every day for their daily deals Wednesday through Monday. 25% off. I love that summer discount for us. I think I'm going to go and I'm going to grab some, ooh, I'm going to get some fun clothes for my honeymoon in Italy. How special will that be? Love it, love it, love it. I will be using the promo code JULY to get 25% off. Once again, that's Macy's.com every day for their daily deals or through July 6th to 11th using promo code JULY for 25% off when you use your Macy's card or promo code JULY. Okay, I have so many questions because I'm fascinated. So the first thing I want to ask is, I want to challenge you a little bit here. Please. Care to dance. What does that mean? I heard that on Dak Shepard's podcast where he was like, when you're about to like, maybe sort of pose different arguments to say to someone like, do you care to dance? Because Oh, yes. I accept this dance. Okay, great. Because sometimes, you know, when like you go home to a family dinner and like someone just said something and they're trying to like argue with you and you're like, I'm just, I'm not in the mood. Like no matter, you don't care, you know? So you're yeah. like, no, I don't want to no, dance. No, I'm up for it. Okay. Let's it's go. not even. I got a spray tan. I, I'm feeling. <laughs> I've hyped it up way too much. It's not that intense. However, <laughs> you said you have to be delusional and believe that you're going to be it. However, in sports, I feel like I had a similar mindset. Mm. My fiance had that mindset with the NFL. My brother. Well, your your fiance's in the NFL. Was. No. So he didn't make it. He um, was a co- division oh. one college football player. Yeah. No. See? Go off King. Yeah. Okay. No, literally. And my brother was a professional golfer. And so I think just between the three of us, for any of us to make it, especially them, especially you, it is less than 0.5, however many percent that become Jennifer Lawrence, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what about the, all the people who don't? So I've heard the sports psychologists say it's okay and it's healthy to entertain what would be on the other side of failure or mm. what your life would be if you don't make it. Because otherwise, anytime you go into an audition room, it's like you feel like your life is at stake because you have to make it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that at all? Yes. Or what do you think about that? Yeah, that's how I feel. There is no other side, right? Like my chest got tight when you said it, which was like, oh, what, like entertain the idea of it not happening. For me, that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's going to happen that's going to make me not do it? 
I would have to probably like die. <laughs> like, because what else am I going to do? Like, I have no other thing that I can do. And that's how the way that I feel about it, which is like, I think a lot of people don't feel that way. And that's usually the people who end up being content with being like, I'm going to let this dream go. So I don't really have that other thing. And even what I do now on TikTok, it's all like a means to that. That's what it right. feels like. So I want to ask about that too, because with your TikTok, it is this interesting day and age where you've created, you've created the skit, you've, you're filming it yourself, you're editing it, and you've given yourself a platform and then you've built it, which is interesting because however many years ago, you can't just create, like for me, 15 years ago, I would have needed a network to say, we want you to host a show for us. And even then, there's thousands of girls who could have done it. They're telling you what to do. But now I can say, I want to create my own show. I want to call it Real Pod. I want to have real conversations. I'm going to find a way to do it. Start it in my bedroom, grow it to this. You, it's like the same thing, right? You grab TikTok. Now you have over a million followers throughout social media who, who tune in to see you perform. And, you know, it changed my life. And I would love to talk about this with you because I don't get to talk about it with enough content creators. But it's like, didn't it change your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it changed my life. It was like I had a video that did well and I was like, I'm just going to put everything behind this. And I feel so glad that I did because every single day that I kept making videos, even when they would flop or I felt like I wasn't moving or like I could not get to this number in following or whatever, I kept doing it. And it paid off. Like, do you feel that way? I just feel blessed because I love what I do. Yeah. And I cannot imagine a reality where I hate my job. <laughs> right. That's, right. I we think are so and lucky. When you said before, I can't do anything else. I want to correct you a little bit because you can. You're amazing. Oh, you can do a million things. So it's sweet. that you don't want to do anything else, yes. correct? That's a great way to put it. You are right. So when you branch out onto TikTok, did that feel like, is there any side of you that's like, ugh, I'm making these TikToks. Like Jennifer Lawrence would have made these TikToks. How are you great rationaling question. that? No, but a lot of people, I'm not saying at all you're trying to do this. A lot of people who are my peers and friends who want to do the same thing that I do, who have not put themselves out there, they're, you know, they're writing, they're acting, do try to make me feel that way. A mm. little bit like, hmm, I don't know. You're kind of in this digital lane. Are you sure that? And I'm like, no, that's not how the industry works anymore. Right. I am closer to what I want to do now that I was before doing this. You know, the, I was just saying like casting directors that I've gotten to meet and the auditions that I've gotten and the agency that I've been able to sign with. It's all because I do TikTok. Yeah. And my TikTok is acting uh, and writing. So it feels Which really you're authentic. A genius. I mean, Stop and the, the, the language that you use, the adjectives, like to describe like all these different characters and these scenarios, <laughs> it's insane. And then so I was obviously deep dive stalking your Instagram. Just looking through your content showed me how you're listening and like looking at art in a different way than kind of a mindless consumer maybe like me who's taking away oh don't but like the higher the, the <laughs> higher level takeaway from the movie like Matilda so I do like to your point I completely agree that you're getting the opportunity to explore these things and you never know when someone's like oh we, we think this parody thing is hilarious we want to shoot a movie that's a parody of of old-fashioned rom-coms and yeah. we want you to lead in it Delaney because you are this on online Yeah. And a lot of that kind of thing has happened, you know, and what I've been most surprised about is having these 
people at studios, like development execs, people reach out to me because they love my writing, not even because of an acting opportunity. And that's really cool. Like it's that's a you know a thing to your point saying I can do other things besides acting. Right, writing's really important to me. So being the exercise of writing every day beyond just, you know, filming the actual like jokes and stuff mm-hmm. is a, a really valuable process for me that I haven't even really stopped to look at and been like, oh, I'm writing a lot. I'm writing every day. And yeah, that's something I'd love to do as well. And not just film and television, but I would love to do like a book of creative nonfiction essays sort of in the vein of like what Cassie David did. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you read that? No one asked for this. I haven't finished it, it's but she's amazing. She's hilarious. She's brilliant. Yeah. Did you read My Body by Emrata? Emrata Kowski? No. Her. Okay. You should read that. I I watched Cassie David's short series on YouTube, one that came out years ago, and she was with Pete Davidson. I was like an OG Pete Davidson, Cassie David lover. That's so funny. Like pre-Ariana Grande shit, people. Yeah. No, and she... Did you read her essay about it? It's, It's. I think it's the last essay in the book, but... About Pete and Ari? Yeah, that she writes about them getting together in her experience of like watching it all happen on social media. And it's such a good okay, essay. I need to grab the book. Grab well, you it. know why I don't think I can read Cassie David stuff mm. is because I feel like I am the epitome of a girl Cassie David hates. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing because it's true, right? So, um, yes. So, but, but, but the thing is, she, <laughs> if you actually like keep reading, you, you see the like permeations there right. of like why. Right. You would be somebody who she wouldn't get along <laughs> with. And it's because you are very, you're like sunshine. And she kind of describes herself as like more of like a cloud of <laughs> doom. Cloud <laughs> so, of doom so, is how she describes herself. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I'm not describing her as that. But she's like right. very aware of her own like right. darkness. And I think that it's it's a contrast thing. Totally. Which, And I think it's great to recognize, you know, there's people that radiate at different frequencies and yeah. they're different. But I still am a huge fan of her. I have shamelessly been DMing her for like three to four years to get her to do any sort of collab with me before she was even like that as famous so cool. as she is now. Oh, but she never responds. You know? Good for you, though. I Wow. I, I, I would never have the moxie to do that. She, it, well, it, it reminded me of something, this conversation, which is like, so often have I been so wrong about people just based on their kind of immediate vibe mm-hmm. or their look, like just a snap judgment of like, I'm not going to like that girl. I can tell I'm not going to like that girl. Like I went to a pregame a few months ago and I arrived and I was just I I was like not the vibe that everybody else was on. Everybody was like very much dressed like West Side, kind of like ready to go do that like bungalow Mm -hmm. waterfront vibe on a Saturday afternoon. And I felt very much like, oh, no, like I feel like I'm not going to have anything in common. I feel like it's just going to I can already play out the scenario in my head. And then I spoke with them and they were all fucking cool as shit. And I was just like, oh, let this be a lesson. Just give everybody a chance. You don't know. People are capable of surprising you. And like the people that I have arrogantly written off have come back and surprised me and done incredible things. So it's like I'm always trying to like watch for that. I am so glad you brought this up. I've been thinking about this all the time. The way that we love to judge people we don't know. I mean, I was listening to a podcast this morning and the person said, oh, I hate James Corden. And I kind of giggled to myself like, mm-hmm, yeah, I don't like him either. Like he, just, <laughs> he gives me the vibe of like, I don't know. There's something about him I don't the like. <laughs> but then not even the ick, just more so I feel like behind closed doors, I can easily picture him being like a total, I know I am the best or whatever it is. Mm. However, I even hate that I said that into the podcast because in the car, I checked myself. I was like, Victoria, have you ever met James Corden? 
No, right. I don't know him. It's not fair for me to sit here in a car and like laugh along that I don't like this human. Also, they're a human and I mm-hmm. constantly, no matter no matter if I have this podcast and I'm trying to get to the nitty gritty of what makes everyone human, you always forget that everyone's going through something. Mm-hmm. Everyone has cried themselves to sleep. And also just to your thing about, oh, I know I'm not gonna like this girl. We just kind of berate women for like things that they like. Mm-hmm. And I am the same way. Like if I see a girl and she's wearing something or she's doing something, I'm like, mm-hmm, I don't like, I don't like that. And it's like, but that brings her joy. Why do I have mm-hmm. to write this person off? You know, I think it's yeah. it's tough to ask like what we're doing, ask ourselves these questions of why am I judging people unfairly? Because I don't want someone to do that to me. 100%. It's like this weird inherent female competitiveness. It's so bizarre. I actually called into um podcast this morning to ask about how to have a genuinely good time at Coachella because as we discussed, I am <laughs> I am packing up and going tomorrow afternoon and I I have tremendous amount of social anxiety. I'm really pause. How yeah. does that show up for you? What does that feel like? I drink a lot because of that. I will like or like even before like a date, all sort of like, like I'll just like have a little glass of wine just because I think there's a part of me that's like worried that I'm going to be like not myself unless I can sort of like take it down a notch. <laughs> Were you worried before this? No. Why? No, I have a better, it's because of the dynamic, right? It's because you've asked me to be here and because you are the the host and I know that you're going to carry things. <laughs> that's why I didn't have as much as much anxiety. Good points. That's that's why. Right. You know, when when we're like sort of free balling it, you don't know who you're supposed to talk to, mm-hmm. when the conversation's going to end, how I get out of this. That really it it physically hurts me. Like I feel pain in my chest when mm. I'm like talking with somebody and I don't really know how to connect and it's not flowing. I It, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's like that awkwardness. It's like you want to scream. You don't really know what's, ha- you know, mm-hmm. I can feel. I And people that I've dated and people in my family have an issue with that about me. Like my inability to sort of like tolerate those awkward situations. And I think people often misread it as though I'm not interested. It's not that. I just don't know like how to function in a, a, like highly in that scenario. So I shut down. Yeah, it, it's fascinating because here we are in a society where you're kind of being outcast as why can't you do these things, Delaney, when mm-hmm. really you're coming from a place of I'm I just want to always be a genuine human. And why do I have to conform to these social constraints of haha, like have a great like these things yeah. that are that the way that our society functions where they write off people who just always want to be. And I envy that because I feel like in social situations, I have to be like, hi, mm. how are you? Like, I'm overly this. Yeah. I feel like I can't float in and just be like, what's up? Because they're like, but you're supposed to be the happy, positive, bubbly girl. Got it. And is that something that you feel that you are? Or is it like a story that you tell yourself for whatever reason, maybe because of like your your social media presence or your brand or whatever? You know, I do think I am that way mm-hmm. naturally. But I feel like because of social media, I've had to exhaust that part of me three times the amount that I would have as a normal human. And so as a result, does that make sense? Oh, of course. So it's like, then I have these insane come downs where I'm like, am I a depressed, like rude bitch? (laughs) And then I'm like, no, I think I'm just tired. And I'm I'm also, you're not a bitch if you're a woman who's not always bubbly. Mm Mm-hmm. 
What about you? What was the question? The question, well, I actually, I guess flipping it to you, like, are there places on social media where you feel like you're putting on a persona or you're, you're emphasizing a part of you that's true and real, but it's unnatural to be doing it at that quantity and frequency 24-7. Of course, of course. Because I'm not so much myself on TikTok, that really is like mostly just me sort of doing a character moment, not so much. But Instagram, as my Instagram has grown and I, my team has sort of nudged me to be more present on there, that feels a little bit tough. I don't feel very natural on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I try to remain as authentic to the energy that I'm giving off on TikTok. Also on Instagram, because people have come to follow me on Instagram based on this energy, this funny sort of messy energy that I have. And so I try to like keep that congruent. But even that, it's a it's a little bit like, God, how much how, how many stories of me saying that I'm hungover can I post before this is like not a vibe. Right. <laughs> like, because I'm not always hungover. I'm not always like being a piece of shit. I'm sometimes like really into wellness and taking care of myself. I would say five days of the week, that's what I'm into. And then I, but, but I emphasize more the days where I'm like not because people love that. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Today's sponsor is a product I use literally every day and on the road and Max uses it. It is Athletic Greens. If you've been listening to RealPod for a while now or following my Instagram, you would know I love Athletic Greens. It is a part of my morning routine, my every day. I honestly just feel like off if I don't chug my Athletic Greens in the morning. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods foods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Literally, with that scoop in a cup of water, you stir, you mix it up, you drink it. That special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, all the things. I personally love taking Athletic Greens because it feels like a mental check of giving my body really important nutrients that it needs. Life can get chaotic. Work can get chaotic. We might not be wanting to think about or pay attention to like every little thing we're putting in our body. So for me, drinking this in the morning replaces any of the vitamins or supplements I might stress about taking and just makes it so easy. So right now, it's time to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, head to athleticgreens.com slash realpod, where Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. This is such an exciting offer. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash realpod. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash RealPod to receive a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And don't sleep on the travel packs. Those are the best. I brought them on the road with me over the 4th of July. They make it so easy to drink AG1 on the road. So head over to athleticgreens.com slash RealPod and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Just on the note of like what people perceive and social media expectations. So when you are making a new friend, and I need to know this because I never had any sort of anxiousness in social situations Mm -hmm. before I was 18. I was always very confident. But now, especially with influencers, I find myself like, am I coming off like a loser? Am I this? Even when I went up and said hi to you at the party, I was just like, I don't know. Like, does she think I'm annoying? Whatever, this and that. So when you're making a new friend... How long does it take you to be yourself? 
Oh, what an amazing question. It depends on the energy the other person's giving off usually. I would say like I arrive as myself and then if they're giving me something that I didn't expect, then I'll I'll sort of like check my footing. You're I'm like, like always improv. Should I not be myself? I'm like, yes and be more right. into wellness. Yes and be more into getting drunk. Like like right. it, it is that sort of like mm-hmm. centrifugal like pull back and forth that's happening. I think the people that I know I'm going to be friends with for a really long time is someone where you you begin speaking with them and there's like a like a sense of ease. It's like mm-hmm. taking off a jacket all of a sudden. Like that right. also with a romantic partner, I think it's the same thing. Yeah. I think it really is sign sealed delivered when two people can just be in the same room or do something and not talk. <laughs> oh, it's the when it's you're the best. With my the friend, my friend Sloane, she's my dear friend, one of my best friends, and she she talks a lot, and she'll tell you that. But we were like, like driving to some place in like Long Beach because I I lost my phone and the Uber driver, so I lost it in the the Uber, and the Uber driver lived in Long Beach, so we're going to Long Beach to get the phone. She's a great friend. She's driving me there, and I'm so hungover, and my kind of vibe. In general, but also especially when I'm hungover, it's like I I just want to not talk, but I'm enjoying you. I want to not talk, but where I'm I I love you and I'm enjoying you. Hers is the opposite. It's like talk 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 talk. And I remember at a certain point being like, and quiet time. I'm gonna I'm gonna need us to not mm-hmm. talk for ten minutes. <laughs> right, and you have to like communicate that. Yes. Literally, Max did that to me last night. He came home and I go, babe, I need to ask you this. And he goes, he literally goes, oh, are you gonna are you gonna emotionally dump? And I was like, stop. <gasps> first of all, I'm like, where did you learn that word? First of all, from me. Get off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, yes, you're using my own stuff against me. And then I, I didn't even realize, oh, wow. I think he goes, the past three nights, he's like, I love you. I come home from work the past three nights in a row. And I've been having like a lot of problems. Not really, but a lot of things like that have gone on. So I've been asking him for advice. And I realized, oh, shit. Like, I totally understand he wants to come home at seven from his long day of work and like, unplug. And when I hit him with an hour's worth of questions and this is what mm-hmm. I talked about in my therapy session, like blah, 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 blah. Like I'm like, oh, I can see how that is a lot. And there are times where, don't get me wrong, like I I I want to explain my life to Max and he wants to hear it. But sometimes you have to tell someone like, this yeah. is not what I need in my space right now. Yeah. I think that's actually really romantic that he does that because it shows like he he's like, I, I see you, I value you, but I can't receive this right now. Yeah. And what like, does it feel like to be loved that much? Genuinely asking. <laughs> It is Delaney. It's the best thing ever. Like every morning I wake up with kisses. This is why Kelsey David hates me. Stop. <laughs> Don't think about that. And hug and cuddles. And he is just the best. And like I have been especially more obsessed with him this week than ever. Like which not really. Oh my but God. And so he, but it's not like, let me be real. This isn't like a we are in Bridgerton, like Simon and freaking Daphne, sure. like having all these romantic. No, it's more just like, we're both busy with our lives, but I can exist here and be like, oh, I love that, that man. That's romance to me. Anyways, was there a moment where you were like, yeah, I'm going to marry him I, and I'm sure about it and he's the one kind of vibe? Because I'm always curious about that. I'm like, I'm watching some of my friends get engaged and getting married now and I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, well, there are, there are some people who should not be getting married, right? But <laughs> I but I think that it is so annoying, but it really is true that like when you know, you know. And I think the, the, there isn't, at least for me, there wasn't an actual moment where he did or said something and I was like, you're going to be my husband. Mm-hmm. It was more like eventually I'm at a point where I never want this to end. 
Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and like that knowing that people describe, like, how would you describe, like, what does that feel like without overthinking it? Like, it, what does the knowing feel like? The knowing feels like just a hundred percent confidence that I wouldn't draft any other human onto my team of two. Wow. Yeah. You know, if they said ding, ding, ding and Victoria's pick in the draft and she only gets one for her whole life. I'm like, I choose that. Yeah, no doubt. Wow. (laughs) Teammate. That's so So amazing. Are you into love? Are you a hopeless romantic? Do you think about Mm -hmm. that? Do you not? What's your Yeah, I am. I am super romantic, I think. But romance is, you know, looks different to everybody. So for me, what I was saying, like romance really looks like what you were describing, which is like, just like, hey, I'm here when you want me, when you need me. But other than that, like, fly, like, go. (laughs) Do you, I think, like, romance feels like freedom in a way. Totally. You know, I'm really into that. Like, two really secure people absolutely respecting each other and living their lives together yet apart. Like, that is, that's romance to me. And, you know, uh, obviously there are, like, actual specific detailed things that I consider romantic. But that overarching thing is what I'm looking for, I think. And then to be seen, like, you know, somebody to be able to like say what you said to me, which was like, oh, you not being able to speak in this group of people who are engaging in small talk, you not being able to participate isn't a shortcoming of yours. No, It's something just about you and it's part of your package. And I love that about you. Yeah. And it's maybe almost something that I think in an enlightened way makes you superior (laughs) because (laughs) no, but honestly, like, if, if we're sitting under a tree here, like, you know, it's the person who's more of a deep thinker and isn't like, I want to have the talk about the weather and the coffee and the blah, blah, blah. Like, like can mm-hmm. I just, can we just, can we get real? And I think, yeah, it's great to look at everything both ways. I do want to ask, whenever you said you were in the market for a new therapist, you're Indeed. looking around, what would be like your opening? This is, this is the thing I've I've come to discuss. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I would say... What I'm really working on right now is feeling like I have everything inside of me to like handle, to be equipped to to deal with anything coming at me. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm working on. Feeling like anything you need, you can find it in yourself. Just wait a sec. Like just sit with it. You don't need to reach for other things most importantly, other people to fill these cups that you feel like you can't fill yourself because it's not respectful to yourself. It's not respectful to them. And in the past, I think I've done a lot of that of being with people because I can't satisfy myself. So that's the journey I'm on right now. And I'm actually probably, I'm not close to it, but I'm on (laughs) the track maybe for the first time in my life, which is crazy. So I think like a therapist would really help me with that. You know, this, right. this being alone and like filling myself up from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Cause you can describe it as most people can describe what would be a healthy relationship or how to set a boundary, but it's much harder to actually put the reps in, put that to practice and mm-hmm. have that kind of abundance mindset. But I think that's beautiful. Thank you. It's so hard. I yeah. mean, in a world that tells you more, 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 more about yeah. everything. Yeah. I don't know. I sometimes you can get like, and this is not the right way to be thinking, but I, I, I caught myself thinking this this weekend. I was at a wedding and I was like, huh, everyone here has a partner. Like I, I, I it was like me and maybe like two other people who didn't. And I was like, what's up? I'm the common denominator. Why don't I have a partner? And then I was like, wait, that that's not 
That's not what you should be thinking about. Like they're living different lives yeah. than you. You have no idea what their lives are like. And if they're if those relationships are even happy and uh-huh. sound and exactly. healthy, exactly. I mean, a lot of times they're not. And it's it's more admirable to be independent mm-hmm. than to be settling or with someone, and it's not great. Yeah, and and that's some that's such a good point. I was just like, you're all deeply in love. What like what does the knowing feel like? <laughs> like explain it to me. <laughs> I know. I love how fifty percent of this podcast has been like you interviewing me. <laughs> oh no, I mean I think that's important though. It's like how are you gonna have a conversation unless we're not like learning things about each other? Oh my god, I love that. You're so cool. <laughs> you're so cool. You're the sweetest. Oh, well, my eyes have been like slightly watering this whole podcast. I don't know why. I feel like I could cry. Oh really? <laughs> yes, but oh it's in a, in a good way. Just yeah. Because I think like attuning to someone is really like it's kind of like a downer meaning like when you take a downer mm-hmm. like it, it relaxes your body yes not like a bummer yeah. <laughs> you're that's good. not what I'm saying and so it's like I'm feeling kind of relaxed like anything could flow yeah well I feel like we don't do enough of this now in our lives where we talk to someone we don't really know and actually have conversations about like meaning and purpose yeah and it just doesn't happen I I I crave that. I love that. I mean, that's why I like love to do. Everyone's like, what's your goal with the podcast? I'm like, I don't know. I just like talking to people because mm-hmm. when else do you look up from your phone or your computer or the few people in your life and like get to know another human? Yeah. 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 So I was looking at your Instagram and you do all this amazing work with body image and exposing the fakeness of social media. How did you get so comfortable You know, and you know, I saw you do it live. How did you get there? I don't know, because honestly, when I I posted this video the other day, exposing like stretch marks, leg hair, like that stuff. And even that to me, a little part of me is like, is this too far? And then I'm like, no, well, because I know everyone, everyone has that. Yeah, everyone. And so for me, it's like once I discovered, oh, all of us have insecurities and we all have stretch marks and we all have body hair and we all have something. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, what gave me the confidence because I'm like, I know that this is something that everyone viewing this can relate to in some way. Yeah. So I and I and I just don't think like five, 10 years ago when I was 14 or 12, we were seeing any of that. So you really thought you were the only one. Weren't you convinced when the Victoria's Secret fashion show was happening that you were the only person who had body hair, ingrown hairs, or stretch marks because we never saw it anywhere. Yeah, I did a really good job at not watching that. That's good. That's good. That's probably <laughs> but one a of my of dear friends, Sadie, was in the show <gasps> um, back when it was a thing, and she's such an amazing person because she's you know she's a professional model and she is so like upfront about how deeply insecure the process can make her and she's even now like branching out to other things because she's like this doesn't fill my cup anymore it really is a tough thing because yeah because we're like looking at models and we also put the expectation on them to be perfect so it's sort of this weird like toxic relationship totally (laughs) you know the models have with the people who are consuming their images and and you know vice versa so yeah I, I I I try to avoid things like that that are going to like make me question whether like, my body hair is normal. I'm so glad you did that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like charting my waist measurements, comparing them to them. I had a chart no. on my, ba- yeah, my bathroom. No, you know, I didn't do that, but I did that thing where you would like look up 
a celebrity and see if their height and weight was available on the internet to oh. see kind mm-hmm. of in what like where you came in <laughs> which by the way is that ridiculous that we believed that i mean have you ever right. people's net worths it's so right. wrong it's like not correct. we're looking at height i did the same thing and then i was like well my height is this and it was impossible that is so funny i also had this like weird ritual like i loved teen vogue when i was little but i would have to like before i opened it i would have to say to myself like you are beautiful. You have a normal body. You're good. You're 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 you've got it going on. Don't let anything in here make you feel otherwise. At what age did you do this? Um, really young, maybe like you know, ten. How did you 11. have that awareness and maturity? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was as evolved as you're hearing it. Like it was more of like I was just trying to put a band aid on whatever bad feelings were about to come up. I don't think I believed it. I think I was just trying to, you know, I, I, they, they they were just so skinny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was so skinny. It's, it's <laughs> insane. It's insane. Wow. I feel like this filled my cup today. Did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Good. Because I feel the same way. I've been so stressed all week. This is so nice. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Victoria. This was lovely. You're the best. Oh, you're the best. You're doing good stuff. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.